You're listening to the ESO Network, your station for all things geek. Everyone these days could use a little support, and your friends at the ESO Network are no different. With the ESO Network Patreon, the cool thing is, is when you help support us, it's you who will benefit. With four tiers starting for as little as 25 cents a week, you can listen to some of your favorite network podcasts early, hear exclusive content, maybe get some ESO swag, or even possibly take a shot at the geek seat. All you need to do is sign up at patreon.com backslash ESO Network. Hello, and welcome again to the Monster Sci-Fi Show. I am your host, The Monster, and for today's podcast, I got a really cool twofer. Meaning, I'm going to review Little Monsters, which is the first one-fer. The second twofer is that I actually got to speak with the director and writer of Little Monsters. So, if you don't know about this movie... In a nutshell, it's basically, it's a washed up musician who teams up with a teacher who's a kindergarten teacher and a kid's personality that are stuck in the middle of a zombie outbreak. All right, so without further ado, let me start interviewing Abe Forsyth. Hey, Montgomery. Hi, Abe. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Thank you very much for uh, getting me this interview. I, I I was ecstatic when I finally got to see Little Monsters. And, you know, it's one of those things that I love zombies and I love when there's a zombie and comedy em, uh, element to things. And oh, you, yeah. you did a fantastic job for this. I, I could not oh, be more you. than pleased. So I'm just curious, um, is this something that you've loved to have uh, done or watching as a, as a kid or I mean, what was yeah. your passion behind this um look i am uh you know there's this there's particular zombie movies that i am a fan of yes. um yeah i'm a fan of genre movies in, in in general but um uh it wasn't it wasn't something that i ever intended to to make a zombie movie a zombie comedy in, in, in particular and i think that's for a couple of reasons i um I just, you know, I think I feel like it's been done, and it's been done really well. Shaun of the Dead is obviously the high watermark of right. it, but, but also, if I'm being completely uh, honest as well, Peter Jackson's Brain Dead was a very um, key movie for me in my adolescence, um, and Peter Jackson, early Peter Jackson movies yes. too. You know, he, he made me want to be a filmmaker. So, you know, um, and <laughs> certainly the the bloodbath almost <laughs> in that movie, I don't think can ever be has ever been topped and can ever be. No, I don't um, think so, but you come close. <laughs> and look, for me, so uh, the idea of, it, of doing a zombie movie actually came about because it was this, this movie is directly influenced by my own life and my son's first year of kindergarten and, and my relationship with my son. And, right. And my son has uh, the same sort of very severe food allergies that the late mm-hmm. kid Felix has in the movie. Right. And until he'd been to kindergarten, he'd never been out of my care. So it was terrifying for me to have to hand him over to someone else and for someone else to be responsible for yeah. him. And he 
out. He had the most incredible kindergarten teacher, and then that um, made me realize how important kindergarten teachers are specifically. I mean, mm-hmm. I knew teachers were important, but, but kindergarten teachers do so much for us and our children. And I also saw how his you know, world opened up too when, when he was under her care. And then we were on a school excursion about halfway through the year, and it was me, his kindy teacher, Spike, my son, and 24 other five-year-olds. And we were at a petting zoo, which is the petting zoo where we filmed this movie as well. Right. And um, uh, something just happened when we were on the school excursion that made me think, what if that was a zombie? Um, and I don't know why that idea fell into my head, but immediately after it had it, the whole story of this movie just came became completely clear. Because I remember thinking it would not only be about stopping you these children's brains from being eaten, it would actually be about stopping them from being corrupted by everything. Like, how do you keep your innocence in yeah. you know, the horrors of the world? And I remember thinking, well, his kindergarten teacher, I'd actually pretty, if, he, if he's going to get caught in a zombie apocalypse, I'd feel pretty safe with her looking after him. <laughs> so the idea just kept extrapolating and, and, you know, then influencing all the characters and all the situations in the movie. And then, yeah, it, it happened all pretty quickly. Now, I, because I kind of had the exact same kind of concern with my son because he has an egg allergy, and we also deal with the the EpiPen. So the moment where he has to administer the EpiPen and he does it the wrong way, I'm like panicking. That's the worst thing that I could ever imagine. That I'm out there and having to do this with my son, and I'm like, oh my god, it's completely wrong. And so I'm panicking. So I know yeah, that I, feeling. I uh, he's 13 now. Yeah, right, okay. So he can kind of manage it himself now. And, yeah, and exactly. And, and he, yeah. Right, he's and always good about that. And that's, that for me, that sequence, and you, you would know this you know, um, uh, better than anyone, um, it was really important to me because this is a movie that the zombies are, you know, there's some scary zombies in it, but the zombies, there's some sort of, you know, comedy zombies, obviously, as well, right. too. And, and I wanted to have, bring in a real world um, I wanted the danger at one point in the movie to come from the real world, so, which is why that whole sequence is built up around having to run to get the EpiPen and, and you know, the, you know the, the sort of the, the time limit and everything that, that is associated with that. Um, and, and, and also to say to the audience that, you know, anything can happen, you know, that, that potentially, you know, this danger is actually real. Um, and also, you know, the zombies, the zombies, you know, they can be a metaphor for whatever you want them to be as well. Right. So they mean something to me, but but everyone else can can, can come to their own conclusions. Of, um, um, so, but yeah, that sequence was very difficult for me to to write, to, to shoot, and to edit. Like it was, it was, um, uh, yeah, it was it, it was not easy. But but I also you know I, I kind of felt like it was uh, it was important. And you know you know just on that though, fucking, and, and you, you don't have to include this, but. But um, mm-hmm. fucking EpiPen wouldn't give us the rights to, to using the EpiPen for real. Wow. We had to change, it, change its name to something else because they said, oh, yeah, but it shows them using it in the wrong way and we don't want that. And we're like, no, it shows someone using it in the wrong way and then it shows them using it in the right way. If anything, this is more beneficial than just seeing it used in the right way. It was, it was so infuriating that they wouldn't right. do that. Um, the other thing that I, as a, a father that was kind of hesitant in the very beginning, um, I felt... Um, like with Dave, the uh, the role that um, Alexander played, that he was kind of hesitant about having a family, and he threw in this thing about his father, which I'm again also relatable because I didn't have that kind of like uh, 
feeling or confidence that I could be a, a father to my own kids because I was worried about what had happened to me before. So it was, I'm wondering, I mean, did you have that kind of initial uh, situation? And maybe that's why you wrote it in there. That's maybe more cathartic for you for that experience. Look, or? I, look, I, I, I'm, look, I'm fortunate to have a great relationship yeah. with, with both of my parents. I, but certainly the, um, you know, I think, I think anyone, uh, I think it's very common for anyone to have fears about being a father. Um, uh, whether you have those fears before you know you're going to be, um, a father or, you know, whether you develop them during the pregnancy. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I certainly had fears of, of being a father and not just about, you know, whether I am going to be able to provide for this child and be able to look after this child, um, uh, but also am I even ready for this? And, and Dave certainly represents, I think, that that particular mm-hmm. uh, emotion that, that would be very familiar to anyone that's, that's you know, either knowing that they're going to be a parent or wondering if they ever will be. Yeah. Um, and, it, you know, and he, it, it's, he's pushed to, ex- in the first half of the movie, it's, you know, the comedic extreme of that, so the way right. he's acting out. But it was important for me to see closure with him, you know, through the course of when you do have a child, which mm-hmm. this was my direct experience, you know, every fear and every doubt that I had about being a parent went away as soon as, you know, I, I was looking at my son. Yeah. Um, and, and I've never doubted it since and, and would, you know, never, you know, think twice about being a parent again for that reason because it's just, it, it's, it, you know, what it can teach you about yourself, you know, you would know this, yeah. is um, <laughs> more beneficial than, than anything. And, you know, and, and also that was an important journey to the character of Dave which relates to what, you know, your, your question too, which yeah. is, this can be something that heals. This can be something that makes you, having a kid can be something that makes you better. Yeah. And there's no reason why you have to repeat the steps of the past. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, it's, it's, it's when you look at those things with fear that, that, that those fears actually end up sort of coming true. So I, I, I think one of the other important messages that I got from this, and again, because I'm following my footsteps through, through Dave, and then he's talking to Lapita, who's playing Miss Caroline, um, about her backstory and how she had to kind of step up. And yeah. I'm like, that's the kind of thing that I like, I kind of have to, with kids, you need to step up because you're now responsible for a much larger picture than yourself uh, and making sure that they were protected. So when she is, you know, thrust upon this world where you have zombies, her main mission is taking care of those kids. And it's like, oh my God, I wish it was just that simple that you just, you can just take care of any problem. I'm taking care of the kids no matter what happens outside. It's amazing. And I think she's brilliant in that performance. Oh, yeah. She, I yeah. love she, her she so really, much. She, she really is. And that's the thing is that, you know, I'm, I'm so lucky and privileged to, to have her playing that role because I knew she had the strength um, and truth, uh, the capacity to, to sort of, you know, project, you know, all of this real... Um, Every, every sort of side of Miss Carolyn as a character, and it's a mm-hmm. very you know, multifaceted character, I knew that she would represent each of those sides equally and with the same amount of importance. And and that was something that I, you know, when she was my first choice for this role and why I'm so right. thrilled that she's in the movie, but it's like, because I just went, yeah, I, I would I would feel I would feel comfortable with Lupita Nyong'o. Mm-hmm. Um, Lupita Nyong'o's kindergarten teacher looking after my son, just, as, <laughs> just the same way that I felt about his real kindergarten. Right. 
That's wonderful. So my question, because um, you did bring this up uh, at least in one quick sequence with a couple of soldiers talking about, oh, why are we here again? Oh, it's because of the zombies. So it seems as if, and then the question came up, and I was thinking about this, about your preference about the fast zombies or the slow zombies. And one of the soldiers says, oh, good thing they're slow. So what is your preference you know, with the zombies out there? Is it fast oh, or slow? Definitely slow. Definitely slow. <laughs> and I think definitely slow because it's like, I think George Romero, right. know, he, he, I mean, obviously kind of invented zombies as well yes. um, in a way. But also, I think he knew what was inherently scary and inherently ridiculous about about zombies, which yeah. is why it can only really be dumb. You can't do those with, in my opinion, fast zombies can't be funny. Mm. Um, they can they can be scary, and certainly slow zombies can be scary, but, but there's always just that, that thing about them which makes them ridiculous, and I think that's life too, isn't it? I mean, it's like, it, right. it's, it is scary, and it is ridiculous in, in equal measures, and and I, the, the way of sort of not letting life get you down is by, you know, laughing in the face of fear. So I think that's the best way you can kind of encapsulate a uh, what's great about slow zombies. You get to be scared and you get to laugh at the same time. Right. <laughs> Pretty much. And, that, and not that you take joy in, like, killing zombies, but you kind of feel very emotional that you can just get rid of the, the problems because they're not much of a threat, provided yeah. you don't get into a corner, and that's the danger. But... Yeah. Uh, I, I just think that it's so much fun um, when I grew up watching zombie movies and, you know, just knowing that it's not real, but to have a, a, a more comedic end to it adds even more of a situation, which, like you said, it's not about the zombies. It's about the people reacting to the situation, much like The Walking Dead, in which, yeah, there's zombies, but it's the, the fallout of the people and how they react. So... No one exemplifies that kind of fallout uh, is uh, Josh, Gatt, Josh Gatt's performance as Mr. McKinkles because, you know, kid's person, he's fantastic, but then he is, like, cussing up a storm and at the kids. And I'm like, oh, my God. Are, he's he's the biggest monster in the movie. Yes, and exactly. And it was really important for me with that character that, um, you know, Dave, Dave had done some pretty – Bad, bad things in the first half of the movie the way he behaves around children but then right. I really needed when Dave started to transition finally sort of transition from one character to another right. um, I needed Josh to that the character of Teddy McGiggle to actually come in and and just and double down on Dave's behaviour but also be the biggest threat of the movie too and you should be asking the question of the kids are the kids safe being locked in this souvenir shop with Teddy McGiggle or are they actually better off out there with the zombies mm. and Josh, <laughs> Josh Josh certainly gave me more than enough um, yeah. uh, to, to work with in finding the right balance I mean his performance um, there was a comedian that passed away long ago like his name is Sam Kinison and he it was a very angry co- comedic performer so it was just channeling that and I'm like Oh my God! The stuff that comes out of him, and the fact that he's you know um, in a Disney movie for uh, Frozen is just like 180 yeah. degrees, and I loved it. So I really applaud that because that again, you can side with that one person that's so selfish, like in most zombie movies, that he will forsake others for himself, and then of course you know things happen to him 
justly. So it's very oh, redeeming. And, 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 you know, and that is the, the great thing about Josh, too, is that Josh is just as believable playing the, the, the children's entertainer, the legitimate children's right. entertainer, before he turns into the depraved one. And then, you know, there's a whole bunch of meta stuff with Josh, obviously being Olaf from Frozen. But, but you know, it's only meta for a reason, too, which is because he's really good. I mean, Josh is an incredibly skilled actor yes. and, you know, at, at multiple things. And, but, you know, Olaf, um, uh, Josh also did, you know, Book of Mormon on Broadway mm-hmm. for Trey Parker <laughs> and Matt Stone. He's got a very subversive streak for him as a human being. And he was definitely letting off a lot of steam. Oh, yeah. I saw that kind of like, oh, that's all bottled in and then just came all flowing out. I'm like, oh, my God, that's brilliant. <laughs> Absolutely brilliant. So uh, another couple of questions real quick. Yep. Um, in light of... Uh, streaming services because this movie is being released through Hulu. Yes. Um, do you feel that having horror movies now come to a streaming platform as opposed to uh, traditional theaters, is there a loss in the experience like with a the theater when you're all like with your friends oh, yeah. on a Friday night and have that? Do you feel like that's a different direction now for horror movies? Yeah, look, I, I, it's going to be interesting to see how that plays out because look I certainly designed this movie to be shared with a audience and right. and not so much the horror but more the um more the comedy you know like right. the, the you know because like I said there's the, the, the main extreme stuff happens here with, in, in the comedy and you know there's, there's certainly gore and things but yes um, and I think you know that watching the extreme material whether it's some um, horror or comedy definitely helps um, being a communal experience Um so I, in answer to your question, I don't know, and I think you know we're at a stage where it's still such in its infancy. And um, uh, one thing that you know that it does give you, and certainly as an independent, you know, this is an independent movie, and, and my last movie was an independent movie as well too. And my last movie, uh, unfortunately, had trouble seeing the light of day outside of Australia for, mm. for a number of reasons. Exactly. Um, so this, this, um, you know, being able to suddenly be available in you know, the tens of millions of homes that in America that have Hulu and that, you know, we can get word out there about that movie and then people can actually go and see it is, for me, far outweighs the other because I've had the other when it hasn't gone to theaters. <laughs> so, so to just be able to make something and know that people can see it and know that it can sort of connect with an audience, right. that, um, that for me is the first priority. So, yeah, I'll take that any day over, you know, having a cinema and not having anyone there. I'm just being given the, the we've got to wrap up right. um, signal. Oh, fair enough. Is there anything you want to do one, wait, one more quickly? Yeah, one more real quickly. Um, are you going to do a sequel? No. <laughs> <laughs> and, the only, and the only reason, the only reason, like, to be honest, like, if I was going to sort of, like, uh, really sort of, oh, look, if someone, if, some, look, if someone offered me a stupid amount of money, right. I, probably, I probably still wouldn't, though, because it was just, it was so hard making a movie with 11 five-year-old kids. Yeah, it's hard I can enough, imagine. It's hard enough being a parent to one, one kid, but trying to make a movie with 11 yeah. is, um, yeah, I just can't, I just can't put myself or anyone else through that again. Okay, fair enough. But I appreciate your time, Abe. So oh, thank you very much. Thank you, and thank you for everything you've said. I, I really appreciate Not it. Not a problem. Thank you. Stuff. Thank you so Thanks, much. Dude. So now I'm back to give you a review of Little Monsters. So, as I mentioned before, this is basically it's a zombie movie with lots of comedic overtones. And we briefly touched upon this, in which Abe was kind of influenced by Peter Jackson's uh, a movie called Brain Dead, which is also retitled as Dead Alive, which came out in 1992. 
other movies that we didn't get to talk about, but it is also in the exact same vein. He did mention Shaun of the Dead. Uh, there's Zombieland. There's Warm Bodies. There's Scout's Guide to the Zombie Apocalypse. There's Pride and Prejudice and Zombies. Uh, the Dead Don't Die, which is came out earlier this year, as well as Zombieland Double Tap, also coming out this year. So, Little Monsters does hold up in that genre in which you have, you know, you got your zombies and you got lots of good comedy here. And I was so pleased the fact that Lupita Nyong'o, who plays Miss Caroline, really is fantastic. Like, I again, I cannot stop gushing about how well her role is. And me thinking about how easy it would be to have her be as a cosplay um, with all the blood on her and having a ukulele and have a bunch of kids and like Halloween's done kids. Uh, it just, it's fantastic to watch this. Uh, Alexander England, who plays Dave, who's our, our main guy, who again, I saw a lot of myself, not necessarily as a musician, but more about the whole transition about stepping up to become more than where you are right now. What I loved about Dave's story is that there is an arc. He has changed over the course of the story from a guy who just is kind of stuck in this kind of arrested development, doesn't want to go any further in his relationship or in his life, and he he's just stuck with no band that he still claims this is he's still part of the band. And then, you know, the series of events that unfold, he is probably the best person or the best version of himself at the very end. So throughout the course of the story, it's fantastic. And I have to give my hat off to Josh Gatt. As I mentioned, his foul mouth is hysterical. Like, literally, it's like I felt him channeling Sam Kinison, as I mentioned before in an interview, I cannot stop laughing at his reaction to, to the whole situation. And like with most zombie movies, you don't necessarily have to say how this started. You don't have to worry about that. It's just like, this happened. Deal with it and just go forward with that. So everything about this movie just hits on all the right notes and I could not be more pleased about this. And Again, not getting too much in, in the way of um, spoilers, but it's just like any other movie in which, you know, some people pay a price for what they do, <laughs> and some are able to grow and to a better person. So the other standout that I forgot to mention was Felix, the, the nephew that Dave takes care of. And his name is Diesel La Taroka. Hope I'm pronouncing that correctly. But oh my God, is he like the most adorable kid? And the kind of kid that I'm like, yeah, I kind of see how he's going to grow up to be. That kind of nerdy kid. And there are moments in here that it was just like, I felt so proud that he achieved the very thing that he does in a certain suit and I can't I can't give that away to you I get the nerdiness of that as a dad myself because you know I've taught my kids as much as I could about sci-fi and Star Trek and Star Wars you know giving the Vulcan a salute 
uh, with the fingers and all that. So that's the kind of moment that I'm like, you were able to put in little bits of elements of nerdiness like that in a horror movie. And it just, I can't speak highly enough how much that's endearing to me. So enough of that. You really do have to watch this. And the good news is, is that when this is released, which I'm hoping is going to be on October 8th, it is going to be in a limited run in New York. But as of the 11th, October 11th, it will be on Hulu. You can stream it. So what better way than you're listening to me talking about it. I can't hype it enough other than you really do need to watch this, especially in the month of October. To me, this is one of those movies that it's high in my list for this year about how enjoyable it is, how much fun. It, oh my God. It, it's, I was in a miserable mood when I started to watch this when I came home from work and by the end of it, I was just so damn happy. <laughs> How many zombie movies can say that it makes you actually happy? This is one of the few movies that made me happy that day. So again, go watch it. You really will do yourself a favor, especially watch it with friends. I think you can't mess out with that. All right, so on that note, um, that's it. I got nothing else. I don't want to give too much away. But I want to thank A Foresight and Tina for helping set up this interview. Uh, I'm, I'm pleased as punch to have that opportunity and hope I can do this again in the future. Email me, guys. When you watch this movie, email me about your thoughts at monstersci-fi-show at gmail.com. Remember to follow me on the various social networks. So again, thank you for listening to me and to the Monster Sci-Fi Show. It's sci-fi from a certain point of view. Good night. This has been a broadcast of the ESO Network. Be part of the crew and help support our shows by donating to our ESO Patreon or by shopping through Amazon.com or the Tee Public Store, which can all be found at www.esonetwork.com. The ESO Network, your station for all things geek.